0: world of real and virtual auto sport meets mad sim racing media presents the into the apex podcast
1: all right and we're welcoming tom from gridfinder.com into the into the apex studio Uh, and tom thank you for being here all the way from the uk i believe
2: yeah that's right no worries thanks for thanks for inviting me
1: uh, so I've, we're going to get into GridFinder, uh, how the project started, uh, some of the details of the project and where it's going, uh, but I wanted to start with you and, and specifically how you got into sim racing, some of your interest in sim racing. Um, I know obviously to have this project, I assume you're a good, a big fan of, of sim racing generally.
2: Yeah, that's right. Uh, to be honest with you, this always comes as a bit of a shock to people that I speak to about GridFinder, but... I'm actually quite new to it. I've been racing ah. F1 2020 on PS4 since, well, I think probably the F1 2016-17 games were the first ones I played. So, you know, I haven't been doing this for kind of 10, 15 years like uh, a lot of people have. And I have to admit that it was only last year, midway through last year, that I actually made the move from uh, pad to um, to uh, wheel and pedal set. So it's it's actually quite uh, quite new to me but I think like a lot of people I've just fallen in love with it so quickly uh, that I, I very quickly realized that this was going to be something that I was going to be devoting a lot of my time to um, and of course I'm sure you're gonna to get to it but this is how this is how I kind of created gridfinder was just from an there's something about sim racing that makes you go from, I'm happy to, to race on a pad and do F1 2020 or, or Gran Turismo, that kind of level. And there's something about it that makes you want to know a little bit more about how to get fast. And you'll, you'll go on online and you'll do a bit of research and you'll, you'll hear about these people that use a wheel and, and they get fast. And you'll hear about these competitions and leagues and there's something about it that draws you in.
1: Yeah, it continues to escalate as far as equipment. It's like there's no no end to the, to the equipment that you feel <laughs> that you need
2: uh, yeah. from,
1: from basic pedals to, well, oh, you need to get load cell pedals yeah. to get a little advantage. That's I what don't I've
2: think a single, there is no sim racer in the world that has completed their sim rig. It just, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it doesn't happen, even from the small little add-ons. So I, uh, I started out with the, the Playseat uh, Evolution, uh, just because you know, it folded up and it was it was convenient. I could I, my sim was actually built into a into quite a deep cupboard, um, so I thought, well, the uh, the place that evolution would be perfect. I can fold it away and take less space. But um, I think after about a month, I was like, nope, nope, not enjoying this. Uh, the the bar that comes up between your legs and it's not quite as steady as it could be, and there's no attachments. And now I'm on a Semetic K2. I was like, perfect, that's all I need. That's me, that's me sorted. I was like, it would be nice if I had something to put my mouse on. So then you buy the mouse attachment. It's like, and since I'm getting a mouse attachment, I should probably get a keyboard attachment. So that's the next thing and, and so on and so on.
1: Yeah, it escalates from there. So it sounds like uh, over the past year, it's it's escalated for you as, as far as interest in sim racing. Would you say, and I've seen this a lot, this is not a new thing and it's really incredible to see, but... Um, is the pandemic year did that contribute somewhat to it or it just was a coincidence
2: for me i can honestly say it was coincidence uh so a bit of a bizarre story so i was in the military for nine years in the navy uh, essentially just driving warships and then i converted from uh, my military license to my civilian license and part of this conversion was i had to go and do three months of sea time on a civilian vessel so i ended up working on an lng carrier a natural gas carrier um out of qatar and that was january last year that's when i left to flew mm-hmm. to uh whether i fly to it might have been qatar actually and um yeah then the pandemic hit whilst i was on board and it very quickly became apparent that, that actually nobody was getting off so people who had been on for seven or eight months who were due to go home actually ended up staying on over a year. And I was meant to be there for two and a half months and ended up being there for four and a half months. Anyway, uh, because of this, I um, we had a decent amount of internet. So uh, I had started to look into the idea of, of racing on F1 2020 on my PlayStation on the pad, but joining some leagues. And I had a lot of spare time on my hands when I was stuck at sea. So I was looking at all these forums and thought, oh, maybe sim racing is for me. Anyway, when you have Endless, endless forums to read and reviews and YouTube videos to watch about sim racing, and you've got nowhere to go and nothing to do. It turns (laughs) out that (laughs) turns out you can pretty much buy over the course of four or five weeks an entire sim racing setup. So my girlfriend at home was was like receiving all these packages. So (laughs) like I have ordered it all as I was away, and then when I got back, uh, set it all up. So was it to do with the pandemic? It wasn't so much that I was stuck at home. Was, I was actually stuck at sea, so I had... <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah. So it was, wasn't quite the same journey that everyone's been on, but I suppose it helped in a, in a strange yeah.
1: way. Yeah, getting to do the research and getting everything together. Um, so then, uh, so that that's a, quite a fast track over the course of the year because as I look at GridFinder, uh, and for everyone out there, it's grid-finder.com. Uh, it's, it's so well put together. I mean, it's absolutely a one-stop shop for any sim, any platform, uh, and not just finding leagues, uh, but finding a commentator, or a broadcaster, a uh, paint shop, finding painters. Uh, it's really a well-designed site. It's, it's, it's very smooth. It's very easy to navigate. Uh, and typically, all of these things, uh, one thing that stands out to me, particularly on iRacing, which is uh, my primary sim, uh, all three of these things that you've streamlined on this site, um, I see people, even still... Uh, trying to just scrounge together any of these th- resources on mi- different Facebook groups or forums. Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. very scattered around and, and not very streamlined. And this service does exactly that. It streamlines it.
2: Yeah, well, that was the idea. So um, when I was at sea and I was looking for one of these F1 2020 leagues, um, I found, you know, I had the same problem that you just described where I could find the odd forum here or there. I could find a Facebook group where people would put a message saying they're looking for a league and then they'll get five or six, well, often more than that after kind of 10 or 15 links to discords um, underneath, but they want F1 2020 on PS4 on a Friday and they're based in Europe and half of them will be, you know, Xbox or PC, or they'll be on a day that the guy can't race. Uh, or they'll be, you know, they're based in Eastern Europe and this this league is based in West West Coast America, so the times don't work and yada, yada, yada. Anyway, I kind of figured there must be a list somewhere of, of, of leagues or at least somewhere that people can upload all the details and you can then just search through and filter what you want. Couldn't find it. I looked and I looked and I looked. Uh, it just didn't exist for every single sim. There was a couple of smaller websites that would have a almost like a curated list of, of leagues for a given sim, but nothing that served everyone. So I thought, well, I'll make it. So last September, I uh, started a, a Wix website. So, you know, I'm not a developer. That's, you know, a- any developer who looks at the site will probably already know that, that I'm not a, this is very much a drag and drop thing. The actual making the database and displaying it in what what they call repeaters on the on the search page took me days and days and days of reading forums and trying to work it out. But anyway, uh, I kind of thought it'd be nice to get a list of say, I don't know, 20 or 30 F1 2020 leagues together. And then when people are looking for F1 leagues, they can, you know, they'll have a, a decent selection to choose from and I'll put in some filters. Well, well, today we've got 1,220 leagues on GridFinder so my 20 leagues by Christmas goal was shattered I think we had about six or, six or 700 by then it's it's grown so so fast but the site is actually about to be completely relaunched it's been rebuilt from the ground up as a custom site so it's no longer this Wix site mm. uh, it's a much more intelligent database so much, much more intelligent filters so for example, f one twenty two. I keep referring to F1 2020 because it's, it's, uh. you know, it's got what I got started in. But um, uh, using that as an example at the moment, uh, if you wanna search for a race, you can search by platform, simulator, class, region, and then choose the days you can race. But other than that, you can't filter for, let's say you race with assists. So you want to find a league that will allow you to race because some of the F1 leagues will say no assists are allowed. Um, and some, sometimes you might, you know, you might be looking for a league that only races 25% length races rather than the 50 or 100. But there's no way of knowing until you actually click on the league, go through their information. So we're going to be introducing um, more advanced search options. And in addition to advanced search options, we're also introducing sim-specific search options. So for example, iRacing, so you know, your sim of choice. Um, when the new site launches on Wednesday, you'll be able to Put in a filter which is uh, essentially for minimum I rating. So you will be able to upload to your Grid Finder profile what your I rating is, and then when you search, it will filter out any leagues that want a I rating higher than than you currently got. So it's going to be a bit more uh, intelligent. We're also putting track type in for I racing because I think it's one of the main filters people want, whether they're racing road or oval or dirt, for example. So it's going to be a lot more intelligent. So uh, it's it's quite exciting. It's it's taken a, it's taken a long time. Um, Chris, the developer, is an absolute genius, and uh, he's been working on it for a few months now. So we're essentially taking the idea of Grid Finder and putting it on a much more professional platform.
1: Yeah, that is very exciting because uh, just as it is, as it has been um, to me, that's so much more efficient than obviously searching different Facebook groups and forums. But uh, the new the new launch. It sounds like it's going to be so detailed that uh, every result, once you search anybody on iRacing um, or or any of the Sims, they're going to, every option that's listed for them after they've uh, done a search or or sought out a league, it's going to be a viable league for them. They're going to have, won't have to do any type of manual looking just about. They can rely on the information. Yeah, exactly. It really is perfect.
2: Exactly. You hear a lot of people who run leagues. Uh, so I have a, a Discord server I and mean, there's I think it's about 650 of us in there and all 650 are league owners. So it's kind of a place for if you run a league uh, and you have problems or you run into to issues and you want to ask people, then I've, I've kind of put together this group of, of league owners. So most of the chats are around uh, things like I'm trying to set up this server. I want to do this option does so anyone know? and somebody will give them a resource or a link or try this, try that. Um, some people come in like I've just started a league um, does anyone get any advice for how I can get some drivers obviously the first thing to do is put it on grid finder but after that everyone will then chip in with um, like some ideas uh, of how to uh, of how to you know essentially run your league better uh, running a league takes so much time I, I don't think yeah everyone appreciates quite how much effort goes into running these leagues and it can be quite a thankless, quite a thankless task sometimes I've seen lots of times where somebody will spend hours and hours and hours setting up a league and in the first race somebody who's been let into the league will crash into four or five people in turn one at Monza and then all of a sudden you know it's a terrible league this is a rubbish league <laughs> why do I ever race here and the poor league owner yeah. has spent the last you know three weeks of his life building uh building spreadsheets for this thing <laughs> it's you know absolutely devastated so uh yeah. yeah, I
1: I see that in in Oval and Road, and that's, I see that very commonly. It's hard to please everybody in the league world in the league ownership world, and it's uh, you get so attached to the project that you put together as a league owner, mm, yeah, and creator, and yeah, just uh, stewarding and and uh, keeping it fair for everybody, and and making a rule book and enforcing the rules, and having people get upset when the rules go against them. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's, yeah. It is quite difficult, people. People rage quit. I yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the other, see one of the other things that people have said quite a lot that that GridFinder seems to have helped with is people who will run into a Discord. So you know, most of these leagues, in fact, iRacing maybe not so much. iRacing I see a lot of leagues run on Facebook, but a lot of F one 2020 and ACC AC leagues etc. All run on Discord, and you see a lot of people who will join a Discord, poke around, and then leave uh, immediately. So it's quite difficult to keep track of your numbers. But since people have been using Gridfinder is what you were saying earlier which is you know that if you find a league using all these these searches you know it's going to work for you um you know that's why we're we have added some some more searches so one of the things that we're adding is uh the casual slash beginner races uh filter so i don't know about you but i see quite a lot of people on facebook asking specifically for does anybody know of a casual or beginner league you know where i can where i can learn and and and, uh get better at sim racing without racing against people that i'm never ever in a million years going to be able to compete with so we're putting that kind of thing in or or a filter for you know are they racing today and do they do you have to use a wheel or a controller or what what times does the session starts and all this kind of stuff so it should it should make life easier for league owners so that when people come in to their discords, they don't have a million questions because they know that if they're there, then they've already asked these questions to the GridFinder search uh, search options.
1: Yeah, hopefully that would eliminate uh, people also just signing up for leagues, thinking, I'll just see if this works. I'll try it out. I'll, I'll register. I'll apply. And I've noticed, uh, for example, we run an iRacing road series uh, in its second season. I believe we listed it on GridFinder when we started it, actually. Um, and we noticed we would, we would get great numbers for applications. We were opening day. We're expecting a big group of people and then a big underwhelming number or mm-hmm. the numbers taper off throughout the season. Yeah. Uh, and it, 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 I believe that some of that would be drivers or people thinking I'll register, I'll give it a shot. Uh, but they find out it doesn't work the daytime, whatever it might be. Uh, something doesn't work for them once they give it a shot. Uh, and there's some a fall off in numbers throughout the season.
2: Yeah. 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 I, I hear of that all the time. And it can be quite quite devastating, I think, for the league owners. Cause I think to be a league owner, you have to be pretty invested in sim racing. To decide that you're gonna give up your free time to do all this organization. Because there's nothing there's nothing too glamorous about being a you know, a league owner, especially you know, some of these leagues that have got four or five hundred people in it. Just imagine the admin that you have to do to be able to keep track of four or 500 drivers what (laughs) races they're meant to be in what the server settings are server passwords you know the things like driver number all this kind of stuff but uh yeah so so with the new the new grid finder every driver will have a, a grid finder profile and on that profile you'll be able to put things like your uh your like your iRacing class um, so your license, you know, the ABCD rookie, mm-hmm. uh, you put your iRacing in, you also put your usernames in for things. So you can put your iRacing username in, but you can also put your in your ACC username, you can put in your Steam username, you can put in your Discord username, so that when you register for a race through GridFinder, your admin can see, oh, okay, so they're called, I don't know, let's say they're called Dave on uh, mm-hmm. iRacing, but inevitably on Discord, they'll be called something completely random you know pikachu 404 and the league owner is meant to just know that pikachu 404 is dave smith who's racing who's racing in their league that night so all of these little problems we're trying to solve through Gridfinder so that the league admins don't have quite so much of a headache to, to keep these organizations going
1: yeah, that, uh, we've had that on Discord as well. That's why I laugh at that in particular. We've had some folks sign up and we're not sure who's who as they join. Uh, the more I hear about the new launch, the more it just becomes more and more detailed. Um, yeah, It's absolutely a, a league owner's dream.
2: Yeah, there's uh, there's quite a lot of features that we've built into it. Some, some we're kind of holding back talking about just yet because we want to uh-huh. get them absolutely right and they probably won't be what we're calling grid finder 2 they there'll be grid finder 2.1 2.2 um we want to we want to get the league management system absolutely right before we start uh launching a couple of other little features we i say little massive features that we've got interesting quite excited <laughs> for yeah it's uh i'll uh, <laughs> i'll chat to you about it afterwards but they're, they're yeah. pretty, uh, pretty game-changing but one of the ones that that. that I can tell you about it and that we're going to start from the very beginning is um, we haven't kind of come up with a snappy name for it. Maybe you can help me. But um, the idea is let's say you race in an iRacing league, but most people who race in iRacing probably race in something else as well, either casually or maybe even competitively. So maybe they race in ACC. So they like GT3, but they also do, I don't know, uh, the Delia, De, sorry, the Delara IR01 in in. Uh, racing now on iRacing they'll have their stats their race starts, their race finishes yada 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 and on ACC they'll have their race stats and if you race in like a casual league as well at the, uh, during the week then if the league is good enough they might also be keeping track of stats so race starts race finishes DNS DNS yada 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 well what doesn't exist is a single place where you can collate all of the all of this data and have one single okay, insert ideas for name here, but we're going mm. with something like, you know, your global dri- driver career profile. Obviously, it's quite a long oh. title. So yeah. you get the idea, right? So yeah, you can track essentially every start you do, you can filter it by the game or by the league, etc. So you can see exactly what progress you're making. You can see your average finishing uh, position across every single race that you do. Um, you can filter out, uh including results from practice series, yada yada yada. So you can you can kind of see your progression and you can include in it any result from any league that you race anywhere, providing it's on uh gridfinder and is, is managed through through gridfinder. And we're we, you know we're in discussion with some partners as well who have these systems for individual sims where they can feed into this this, this profile. So we'll essentially, you know, we're not, there's nothing exclusive about Gridfinder. There's nothing, you know, we're not trying to take over the world. Essentially, we're trying to create a system where we can invite people in. So people have got, you know, there's some quite big leagues out there that have pretty fancy websites where you can track all this. We're not competing with them. We're saying, why don't you um, incorporate this data into our site as well? So that if somebody races with you, but also with somebody else, they can still have this global profile, and then there's a perk right because people who want this global profile will be like well I might go and race with you because I know that you feed data into my global profile so that's something else that we're um, that we're working on it we, you know is from launch it will be quite basic but we'll build up stats and features over time uh, but that's quite an exciting new idea that's that's been brought around just from the concept of gridfinder just bringing everything together any sim any platform anywhere in the world you know you can you can track all of your stats from all of that in one place
1: yeah that that's what i like about uh, obviously the potential i think it's exciting that that you're continuing to build on the beginning of the project because i've always wanted to see kind of a central hub uh, for all of sim racing and for sim racers to gather and uh, have more features and have features that we never thought were even possible or interesting Mm. and and kind of innovative ideas around all of it that sounds like uh, one of them Uh, because for obviously for iRacing we have iRacing's website Uh, for for other sims they may have their own uh, website or or hub for that community Uh, you have separate reddits and different discords and things it's it's all scattered around but to begin to have some kind of central hub for everything is really exciting to me
2: yeah and um i think kind of the main I don't know, the main, uh, I'm not sure, maybe the main kind of ethos, the main mission of, of GridFinder is to bring everything together, as you said. So we are reaching out to all of the providers of services that say so all year kind of uh, iRacing overlays and iRacing setups and all this kind of stuff to try and get them all, all in one place so that people don't need to just stumble around the internet and find you by accident. You know, we'll have a, a nicely laid out, uh area on finder where you can just get everything you need in, in one place and again we're not trying to take over the world we're trying to essentially signpost you to where you where you might want to go that's all it is but it's uh as a concept it seems to be working quite well as a league search function but uh some of the, the other things we want to work on now are the the commentary box and the paint shop so <laughs> at the moment it, it let's be fair the idea of the commentary box and the idea of the paint shop is great but mm-hmm the pages look rubbish. They look (laughs) absolutely terrible. They are amateur. Like I think the paint shop, you can't even search. You can't even filter. It's just a list. And whoever got there on day one is at the top. And whoever got there on day two is under him and so on and so on and so on. Like it's, it's it's just something that I just haven't had time to do. However, Mm -hmm. when two months ago we decided to start building the new site, we've completely revamped the whole thing. So, uh, the commentary box and paint shop will be a lot smarter. The profiles will be a lot more comprehensive There, we're, you know, we're looking at booking systems. So for commentators, you can put your calendar up of when you are and are commentating, when you're free. Uh, if you commentate for a league, then you'll be actually attached to that league through Gridfinder And you'll, you'll show up on that community page as a little kind of profile picture and you're the commentator. And it's all sorts of little features that, that we're, we're doing. So if you're, Uh, A commentator, if you're looking for a commentator, one of the things that you'd really like is reviews and uh, not like an upvote, downvote like system. That's that's probably a bit too crude, but you'd want to be able to read reviews of how good this commentator is. But like anything on the internet, if you open things up to being reviewed, you're always going to get some pretty harsh negative reviews from people with ulterior motives, right? So what we're doing is if you commentate for a league, then you're assigned to that league through Gridfinder, and it's like a you're like a verified commentator, and therefore that league, the admins can drop you a review on your site, so that other admins can can look at it and know that it's not just a random review from somebody that they've asked to do a review for them. For <laughs> right. it's uh, yeah, so so that's 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 happening, and the paint shop we're allowing people to upload their um, liveries. So at the moment, it's just some at the moment you can upload just three examples of a livery, just just simple images. And then people can contact you for you know commissions for work if you want uh, your own livery done. Um, but what we're going to start doing is allowing people to upload uh, liveries that they're giving away for free, and in addition, be able to upload liveries that if they want to sell them, they can. I think uh, I think uh, non bespoke liveries uh, are quite difficult to sell just because so many people do it for free because it's a bit of a passion Mm -hmm. for a lot of people but you know that option that option will be there so you'll be able to search through and not only find a uh, a uh, livery designer but you'll be able to download a couple of liveries too Um, so yeah we've got there's so much going on it you know if you said to me uh Tom can you just list all the features that you're planning on launching for Gridfinder this we, we this would need to be you know several seasons long <laughs> this podcast series we've got so we're trying to prioritize and work out the roadmap for what people want to see first and i think what we want to get right first is the uh the league management system
1: yeah that's that seems to be the core of Gridfinder obviously and it's in the name of it um and uh, but on the on the topic of the of specifically the paint shop, I think that's outstanding, especially with any kind of review process that's well thought out. Um, I can't say the amount of times as a, a team owner of a of a team that fields at least six or seven entries in uh, endurance races throughout the year. We're always looking for liveries. We're always uh, looking for somebody to to do the work within a, a reasonable time frame, and we've. Typically, look for our painters on uh, Facebook, which is not not the best way. I feel, um, yeah. And I can't I can't say the amount of times we've we've requested commissioned work and either uh, submitted the the commission or payment or not, and uh, almost get forgotten. And there's no real. There are a few ways to to work around that or to vet the painter. Uh, and this yeah. seems like a very good way to do that.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, the other thing. <laughs> It's a real shame that I didn't spend a little bit more time, I think, on the paint shop early on because it could have been, you know, it could have been really, like you say, really useful um, for leagues especially because I know, I don't know if this is what you're referring to specifically, but I've seen a lot of leagues that will do their own league livery. So, you know, drivers can have their own liveries if they want to, but if if a driver isn't too fussed about having their own livery, then leagues will say, well, why don't you use our default one? Because then it looks nice on streams, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So we're... Uh, we're embedding a feature on um, the leagues, the championships and the divisions uh, within Gridfinder, which is the the, the structure of it uh, to be able to essentially assign a livery file to each one. So let's say you run an, I race and I racing championship. It's got three divisions. You could have either a livery file for the entire championship, or you could upload three individual uh, liveries for, you know, division one, division two, division three, however you, you split it up. And then it's just there, ready to download. Another thing we're doing is that similar thing, but for mods. So, you know, if your uh, if your race, your event, your championship requires a mod, if it's the whole championship that you need the mod for, like a, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, of Corsa, but a lot of um, a lot of the leagues run a, a mod called Soul or Soul Two which is for for weather effects. Um, a lot of leagues will run that and insist that everybody has it has it going. Um, Mm -hmm. on their servers so uh, at the championship level that will be there so in order to sign up for the championship it would be like make sure you download this 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 and this little tick boxes and then you're you know you're you're good to go Um, but then individual races might be at a modded track or a modded car or whatever so we're up we're allowing you to upload all this stuff so that your drivers don't have to go off to forums to find it because then there's always slightly different versions or an updated version or you you can upload it yourself and then everyone's got it so People have these systems already, right? They have them on Discord mainly or Facebook uh, Facebook groups. But what we're doing is looking at all the ways, all the different functions that people are building into their Discords and Facebook groups in sometimes quite antiquated ways. Like Discord bots, they're pretty, you know, they're not... They're not user friendly. It's not the kind of thing where you go onto a Discord channel and you click a couple of boxes and you get what you need. You usually have to type in exclamation mark, yes, dash, this is <laughs> like, oh no, it wasn't dash, it was underscore, that's why the bot didn't yeah. work. You know what I mean? Like it's not it's not super user-friendly. So what I've I've drawn a lot of inspiration from going through League's Discords, seeing the functions that they're using. Um and uh essentially working out how we can do it better on GridFinder to make it easier for people who maybe aren't you know professional software engineers which seems to, be the, <laughs> seems to be the level that you need to be at in order to be able to sim race these days
1: yeah uh you have to be able to build complicated rigs at least in my case uh yeah <laughs> and yeah, and yeah follow instructions and get it just right um uh, yeah i mean that's it, it it really does streamline it the efficiency the time saving uh to prevent potential league members from having to dig around and, and scrounge for all of these different resources, uh, because it's awesome that that so much is out there. It's grid finder is part of, of such a large community or economy. I don't know what the best word for it would be around. Like sim community. racing. Like community. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, from uh, what we we're watching. Cryptocurrencies start to come up around sim racing. It's just exciting to see it thrive. I think over this past year, especially, um, as almost a silver lining to some of the bad things that have happened, but it's, it's really is, uh, moving in the right direction.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, I, I'm quite fortunate in that because, because of this website, I get a lot of people contacting me about opportunities to partner up or integrate or yada, yada, yada. And some of the ideas that people have are incredible and, you know, I can't mention any of them because it's these are conversations that we've had over the last couple of weeks with various companies mm-hmm. who have got ideas for sim racing and we've kind of said, this is great, we need to launch our website, we need to get that right, and then yes, let's let's work on integrating that into Grid Finder. Some of the ideas that people come up with for how to make sim racing more attractive and more mainstream and you know easier for people to get into are absolutely incredible and over the next few months you're going to see quite a lot of companies coming into gridfinder and essentially adding value to the sim racer right so one thing i've said to every person i've spoken to about joining us on gridfinder is that i don't accept sponsors that add no value so you know i'm not i haven't allowed any company to pay me a monthly fee just put their logo on the site just so they can advertise to people right that's not what this is about Um, I'm only partnering with people who are going to add value to the site. And I mean, actual tangible function. So Mm. if you do something that we can integrate into the site to make the experience better for the users, then let's talk. If it's a case of, I want to sell my product and I'll pay you to advertise it, then yeah, like, you know, uh, it's not a criticism. I completely see why they're doing it. And, right. I, and I'm flattered. You know, this is, <laughs> I'm not a businessman. I'm not an economist. I'm a sim racer who made yeah. Wix, Wix website. So the <laughs> fact that these these people are coming to me and asking to pay to put their logo on my site is flattering. Uh, but I, I'm quite glad I made the decision early on not to, you know, just have pop-up ads everywhere. So <laughs> I don't, if, if any of your listeners used WordFinder in the first couple of weeks... When I first discovered what Google AdSense was, I was like, "Oh my god, this is incredible! I can, <laughs> I can, I can live off this website if I put Google ads everywhere." And for about two <laughs> weeks, just every page was just yeah. the, the border was basically ads, and I was like, "Oh, this is amazing! <laughs> Look, today I made two pounds twenty. Like, <laughs> yeah. this, this is incredible." Uh, and then I quickly realized, I was like, "No, no, 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 no. This is yeah. this is not what this is about. This is about user experience and." The 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 last thing that people want to see on these websites is is ads. So we're not accepting just these kind of dumb ads. We're yeah. but we are partnering with some pretty exciting companies that have got some pretty cool ideas. Uh, it's interesting that you mentioned cryptocurrency. One of the people that we're looking at, or uh, well, that we're in talks with at the moment, is doing something mm-hmm. in sim racing surrounding cryptocurrency, and it's really interesting what the idea is it's not quite as simple as you might think it's not just well the the prize is cryptocurrency there's there's a lot more to it it's uh yeah it's uh it's gonna become an interesting space and i think the pandemic has definitely kind of springboarded into into the this level of popularity that it's got now but i don't think i don't think this was i don't think the pandemic has caused a spike i think it's just kind of steepen the curve of, of growth within sim racing
1: yeah it's it really is a sport or an e-sport that's that's gripping to watch as, as much as anything out there i mean it's it's such a straightforward competition uh, that you can watch probably with little knowledge and get glued to a good good race or a good competition and then there are intricacies for those who who know more about it or as people learn more about it uh to me it's it's uh entertaining viewing and then an adrenaline rush to, to become a competitor and everybody with some investment as we talked about earlier with the mm. equipment and some escalation of that um it gets even more you get more glued into it and, and it's more gripping as you go along
2: yeah i think the broadcasting is really interesting actually it's um i was quite surprised when i came across my first uh broadcasted sim races i can't believe people have Putting this on the internet. I mean, who watches it? Ah, two hundred and fifty people are currently watching this race. <laughs> yeah. right? Clear, clearly, it is something that people want to want to watch. But I've definitely seen the good, bad, and the ugly. So we have the um, we have the Grid Finder Approved scheme, which is essentially where once you've been on Grid Finder long enough, you can apply for Grid Finder Approved status, and essentially you get a Grid Finder Approved badge that you can put on your streams, on your social media headings, and you we put it on your listing, and it also bumps you up the listings ahead of those who aren't approved, but to get the approved stamp, uh, the badge, uh, the application, you have to fill out an application and then that application goes forward to uh, one of two panels of judges that we've got in the Discord who are all Gridfinder approved themselves. Um, and they go through everything. They go through your rule book. Um, they go through your website if you have it. They go through your social media. Um, they look at your races, they look at your stream, they you know critique your commentators. Uh, all of this sort of stuff. Like they, if you use mods, one of the things that they're looking at with one of the leagues that we've, we've had recently was how they use mods and is it a, an authorized mod or is it a dodgy mod? So all this kind of stuff, they go into an extraordinary amount of detail. Uh, and then if you get it, you get your, your approved badge. But it's one of the things that has let down a few leagues is, is some really questionable broadcasting. It's, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's been... I, I don't want to say funny, right? Because funny is is probably quite harsh. Because right. some sometimes it's people just aren't aren't trying, and they're doing a stream. For the case of the stream, in which case it can be quite entertaining to watch. But other times, people are just trying to get to grips with all of the software that you need to be able to understand in order to to run a stream. It's uh, it's quite incredible how many different skills you need to have to run a to run a league. If you think about it, to run a league, you need somebody who is uh, a leader who is going to be able mm-hmm. to step in and, yeah. and and kind of simmer down arguments when they inevitably happen. You need someone who's a manager who can keep track of all the tasks that you need to do and make sure they're getting done on time. You need, a, you know, kind of like an administrator who is going to be able to go through spreadsheets and make sure that all your points systems are all working and tallied up and standings tables are done on time. Uh, you're then going to have potentially livery designers. So you've, you've got graphic designers if you've got a stream, you've then got broadcasters and commentators. In addition to that, if it's a well-run league, you've also got uh, race stewards, uh, race directors, um, and some of the the leagues that I've seen actually have engineers who will be assigned a team or two to help with their setup. Oh wow! Now you you tell me another sport or another another game that requires yeah. that broad. Width of, of skills and expertise to all come together to create one experience in a league, and, and that was kind of the inspiration between the commentary box and the paint shop. And you know, I'm, I'm sure you've probably figured that we're also working on uh, integrating engineers, race directors, race stewards, mm-hmm. etc., all into the the search process. So if you need one for your league, and you or you are one, you put your profile up, and then people can can link you on their le- their leagues, and 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 you can you, know, you can provide them with that service. But it's it's incredible the 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 breadth of knowledge you need to have to be able to run one of these communities successfully.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's absolutely right. It's to get that experience where it's not, I've raced in leagues where it's a kind of a group of friends and, and people that become friends and it, it is pretty low key, but I've also, uh, specifically on iRacing, a lot of people are familiar with the Pacific majors or the major series. Um, uh, our team raced in their endurance series this past, uh, winter. And, uh, they basically run it just as you just described with all of those features. And when you get into the driver's meeting and all of the formalities of it, uh, with all of that around it, uh, you get a lump in your throat when you get on the grid uh, with the large quality broadcaster involved and, and different things going into it. You, you definitely feel the difference as a competitor uh, in, the, in those series. It, it really is extraordinary, the difference.
2: Yeah, it elevates it from a game to an experience. I think it's uh, it, it puts a lot more weight on you know your performance and, and the results. The other thing about sim racing that's completely unique, I, I think, is that you can do a race that you can practice for for four, five, six hours minimum. Really, if you look, if you're in one of the the higher level leagues, you can put in all this all this practice get on the track and then turn one, something out of your control can happen and you can completely lose it. So the emotion that you feel in sim yeah. racing, I think is unlike anything else. It's, uh, you know, the, the hi- there's highs and lows with sim racing. I'm not a particularly fast sim racer, not by any stretch. I, uh, you know, I'm, I'm half decent at Formula One and I'm really enjoying ACC, but definitely, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I'm nowhere near the, the front of the grid, but I enjoy it. Just as much, you know, battling for for P thirteen, P fourteen, as I would if I was up at the up at the front. And it's and it's all because of the experience that's created by these these leagues, the community that you feel part of when you're racing with somebody. That I remember that you know, I, I don't know, I'm racing in Hockenheim this week, but two week, two weeks ago I was in Barcelona and I'm on the grid next to the same person. I battled with the entire race. I know exactly how they race because I race with them every week. It's a it's a different feeling to your your standard. Unranked online lobby where you race against different people every time, and it's just it's just whatever happens is pretty yeah. inconsequential, right?
1: Yeah, the league racing, yeah, that it takes it to such another level. I mean, league racing is is one of the incredible parts of, of any sim, regardless of what it is, uh, regulated and 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 regular. Uh, league racing is is just outstanding it's it's something that i've loved in any format whether it's oval road uh anything like that it's it's awesome
2: yeah i completely agree
1: um so we'll wrap up here uh so gridfinder.com grid-finder.com and the key points uh the exciting thing coming up i believe wednesday of this week you said uh the next version is launching 100 percent
2: yeah that's right if you uh grid finder is on facebook twitter instagram and i've recently just started reddit because i had no idea that there was such a big uh, community on reddit yeah I put, I put one post up two weeks ago <laughs> saying uh guys i've got this thing called grid finders where you can find leagues and we got upvoted like 950 times which Blew oh, my wow. mind. More, yeah, more like yeah, usually if I put something on Facebook, I'll get like ten likes. Like, oh, this is great, ten people. This. <laughs> and then Reddit just blew it out of the water my first ever post. So yeah, That's you can find yeah, you can find us there. Um, uh, we've got you know Twitch and, and YouTube. But the point, the reason I said all that is because if you do follow us on whichever social media platform you prefer, you'll see all of the updates. So we're going to do a bit of a series on social media when we release on Wednesday. Uh, obviously, we'll do a big announcement that we're releasing. We're actually releasing in partnership with Sim, um, SimRacing.GP. That was bad. SimRacing.GP and uh, <laughs> my biggest partner <laughs> and, uh, and uh, Race Department as well. So Race Department 2.0 is launching over the weekend and SimRacing.GP is, uh, is launching on Wednesday. So we're launching as a partnership. Uh, there's going to be some integrations which directly... Uh, affect the driver i.e. makes it easier for you uh to to, to use the platforms uh, together um and we're going to be doing a kind of series of uh feature announcements um over the coming weeks of, of you know what grid finder does now that we didn't before
1: yeah i mean just what you've what you've revealed here for the um the the new system is amazing but I, my second takeaway and that's what i'll leave on is uh, the teases of what's to come? Uh, I'm really excited about what may come, and and what you're and, and the fact I really like the fact that you're taking your time with it and not not just launching it out there. A good idea is definitely worth getting right uh, before it's released. I think that's awesome.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's uh, uh, sim racing. Uh, you know, I love sim racing. I speak to sim racers all day, every day. But they. Expect a high quality of product. <laughs> you can't yeah. get you can you can't get away with much with sim racers. You know you, nope. you you've got to you've got to dot the i's and cross the t's, or they will point it out. <laughs> Which is oh, good. Yeah. It, you yeah, know, it keeps us on our toes and makes sure and make sure that the uh, the website is as good as it can be.
1: Well, Tom, I thank you so much for your time and for coming on the show. And uh, we'll be following this throughout the week, and and can't wait to see what's in store. Uh, not only what's going to launch, uh, but what's to come.
2: Brilliant. Well, thanks a lot for having me. Appreciate it. And uh, I'm sure we'll speak again in the future.
1: Absolutely. So that is Tom of gridfinder.com. Again, that's grid-finder.com. We'll have links to all their social media and website on the show notes at IntoTheApex.com, And we'll be right back after this. This episode of into the apex is brought to you by Roscoe wheels. Roscoe wheels is confidence, inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market, and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitness to make customers feel the way you did when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you the confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome roscoe wheels offer, offers free shipping within canada and flat rate shipping in the usa find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. this episode of into the apex podcast is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at great hire staffing whether you need help hiring one employee or 100 great hire can help hiring good people is hard work great hire hr does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important running your business Check them out online at www.GreatHireHR.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast-Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how insurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your new favorite craft beer and order your mugs online at BadWeatherBrewery.com. And we're back on into the apex. Uh, excellent interview uh, with Tom from uh, Gridfinder. Uh, very interesting, exclusive information, uh, and some teases uh, of what's to come. And that caught me by surprise. Uh, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, wondering uh, what they will be putting together, what they're finalizing. That's that's not in the works to come out. And it sounds like plenty's uh, coming with the second version of Gridfinder. Uh, So stay tuned, and we'll stay tuned as well. Uh, Now, in the second half of the show, uh, I welcome in Patrick Stein, Madsen Racing Media, and our trusty sidekick and co-host Rob Gregar. And, uh, fellas, we just uh, came off of our charity race, uh, the the Stand Up to Cancer Five Hundred, a five hundred mile race at iRacing Super Speedway, uh, in the Class A Cup Car uh, on iRacing. And uh, first, let's let let's point out the big achievement uh, of the day and of, of the month that we've been planning this, uh, $1,300 uh, raised for Stand Up to Cancer. Uh, Patrick, you've been spearheading this uh, project for us. And uh, wow, what a, what a way to, to close it out.
0: Yeah, I'm um, quite happy with it. Um, I had I just hope everybody had a good time with it. Um I mean I had fun. I mean learned some things from it, but you know, it's uh, it was overall a good time, I think. Um I don't know what you guys thoughts are, Rob, what did you think of it?
3: I had fun. It was I love super speedway racing, so in any form, I uh, I'm there for it, so I had a great time.
1: And I racing super speedway, that's that was interesting because Uh, I wasn't prepared for it myself. I mean, we ran some testing, maybe three cars in a line. uh, But I didn't really get myself into any, I think Class A was there. One of the classes were there uh, a couple weeks ago or last week. And I said to myself, oh, I'll run one of these official races for practice. Well, of course, I didn't get to it. Um, So I hadn't run any kind of competitive race in a field on iRacing Super Speedway. Uh, until I got into practice and then of course the race uh, and I so I and I had forgotten all these years uh, what it was like uh, in race mode uh, on NASCAR 2003 season although I do remember it from those days uh, when I raced in a super speedway series that was all all restrict all uh, drafting tracks uh, some of them fictional but uh, I was surprised again by the, uh, I, I don't know why I thought the outside line would be more usable Uh, The multi-line racing thing would be more of a thing. It it really was difficult uh, with the corners. You really had to take the low line. You really had a hard time, uh, even with pushers, uh, getting up uh, the high line and getting it to to work. There was definitely not uh, side-by-side, multiple-line racing like we're used to at at Daytona and Talladega. I, I heard talk that some of that might be iRacing's updates to drafting. And I'm I'm a little out of the loop on that. I didn't. I haven't paid attention to that as I should. Uh, so I don't know. You, either you guys may have heard something like that or not. But uh, so I don't know if it was necessarily the track, which is a tr- weird track, uh, or if that was a combination of the track and, and the way drafting is going to be.
3: Well far as I've ever like, I'm pretty new to iRacing and you played the like I said, its predecessor. So you know probably more than me. But from what I understand is that the the bottom line's always been that dominant. And now it just seems like you're starting to see a l- more of the oval tracks starting to get the dynamic racing lines where you can have multiple racing grooves that are competitive. So it's pro- it might just be something where it just doesn't exist on that track yet. And then the bottom line just going to continue to dominate until they introduce it to all the tracks.
1: Yeah. I mean, whatever the case is, it, it, there was no, it, it was tricky. And, it, and we had quite a few accidents uh, in a 500 mile race at the track. Uh, but I found, I think a big issue there is obviously it's, it's insane. You're going 240 miles per hour. Um, there was no slipstream or, or sucking up to the rear of the other car that didn't happen too easily if, if they didn't have damage. Uh, so bump drafting was tricky. There was, I noticed as I got towards the end of a long line pack that there was an almost an accordion effect at the end of the long straight going into the corner where you had to check up dramatically. Uh, yet if you wanted to shoot to the right and try to pass on the high side, it might work sometimes you'd almost have to force your way in line ahead, uh, or you would just fall right back to the back again.
3: That's what I was just going to say is that I kept on getting nice runs and then I go on the outside. And if you weren't able to immediately jam yourself in front of that person, you were just eaten up. Yeah. And that's where I think a lot of wrecks Yeah. And, uh,
1: and, and then the other way I, I felt, I think that was there to pass on the track, uh, was if uh, if you it was easy to get out of shape in the corners and start to slide up a little bit, you're going so f- insanely fast on those high banks uh, to where if you don't get it in there just right or arc it just right or, or, or whatever it is, uh, you'll slide up the track and a gap will open on that very bottom line. Uh, and in some cases, I found myself out of shape sliding up and I would immediately cut down. I, I made a judgment call. Okay, I can get back in my line and the person behind me is not going to fill that space, I'll somewhat cut them off. Kind of a dick move. Uh, and I think in some cases, people misjudge that on either side, and people collect or spin. And that's where you see a lot of trouble at that track. Uh, not so much like what we're used to at Daytona Talladega in, in iRacing, Super Speedway Racing, where you're just bumper to bumper too wide, uh, people you know, pushing down, pinching people from the high line to the low line and just trouble ensues because of that nonstop close chaos. This was a little different, but it was nonetheless, it was wild.
3: Yeah. I I personally like this track. It's just, again, they, as we're saying now, they just got to make the, at least one more line competitive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, Because you you felt like you needed to go below the yellow line. You could only pass left there. I don't know of, of much passing on the right side.
3: No, you're pretty. That's right. Yeah. But.
1: So it was it was an interesting experience, and and I did have a good time with it. Um, the finish was a photo finish. There's a video on the Mad Sim Racing YouTube channel of of the finish. Uh, a little bumping and banging, and, and it ended up being the winner. Dave Sanders in the 77 Bad Weather Brewery car uh, was spinning and had and his engine was in the inside wall. But uh, Bruce Perry, who's often on this show, uh, was behind him and as dave spun bruce kind of pushed him and that little push put him uh, across the finish line first in a, in a photo finish and it was in the photo it's it's hard to even tell i mean if he had spun just slightly differently it would have been a different story you know
0: yeah it was uh, it was quite it it basically was a perfect sum for the race right there sum up for the yeah. race
1: yeah clammy Yes. It described, it really summed up iRacing Super Speedway as a long race experience. And and we picked it. I mean, Patrick, you and I, I think, came together, or I th- even think you suggested it yourself. Uh, we were picking fun run, chaos, long race, uh, that where everybody can, can be somewhat competitive out of the box. Uh, and we got that. We got what we were looking for, as far as that goes.
0: Yeah. I think that was probably the most level playing field that you could have, because we had some We had some participants out there that, quite frankly, they're rookies when it comes to oval racing. They don't. They have very little, if not none, uh,
1: experience. (laughs) Not not non experience.
0: None no experience. I should say. (laughs) It's that was a long race. Okay, I'm a little fried. Okay, yeah,
1: little 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 uh, tongue tied. Yeah, uh, some road ringers that we got on the super speedway. Um, That is right. And, and they yeah,
0: held their own. Holy shit.
3: They,
1: they did. Axel, our teammate from uh, the Netherlands, was insane. Uh, he he did not have limitations on bump drafting. He was like a new young NASCAR driver that's not afraid. He had no fear at all.
0: <laughs> he was just sending it into the corners, doing it for Dale. You know, just not, <laughs> not giving a, a flying fuck at that point. <laughs> that's right. And I was just like, Damn. We need we need to get this kid in an oval program.
1: Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh we go the other way, we get oval guys, Patrick, you're one of them, oval guys that we get, we've gotten into the roadside, but uh you don't see road guys trying the the oval side for some reason. Something about that. I mean, in the, in the sim and our experience, obviously you you look at real life, you had uh Juan Pablo Montoya do his thing and some others. Yeah. But um but it was an interesting thing, and I think $1,300, um, way beyond our initial goal. Uh, we kept upping our goal uh, continuously, uh, and, and thanks to the iRacing community. I mean, uh, people that, that saw that, some people donated that didn't race, uh, some anonymous donations, some very generous donations uh, to Stand Up to Cancer through this event. Uh, I know we're already putting our minds on a next event probably in the fall. Ah, uh, which will be a road event, probably at Lamar, but we' well, I think Patrick's got some ideas for that, uh, and he'll continue to be kind of the leader of these projects uh, for charity uh, because this one overall, uh, I think was a success.
0: yeah, it was a uh, it was a success. Um, we learned some things um, now, going forward, possibly doing a road event, uh, possibly a team road event. Mm. in the future it yeah you know that would that would still bring up some new challenges but you know we have it's only april right now so we have plenty of time i i would think it's best to kind of plan it out and see what we can do
1: yeah i I like the team aspect so stay tuned for that Uh, it'll be presented by into the apex just as this race was uh and we'll do our hardest to get some special guests some guest drivers in and whatever we have planned uh, we can't guarantee anything uh, but we'll throw some invites out there uh, so exciting stuff uh, so i racing super speedway a f- completely fictional track uh, i think we've glossed over uh, if we mentioned it at all um, but speaking of tracks that aren't necessarily real in the real racing world uh, NASC the the official NASCAR social media Facebook, uh, I think Twitter, uh, shared a video uh, a few weeks ago of uh, of an iRacing racing uh, lap in a Cup car class A Cup car around a Chicago street circuit. Uh, so, uh, Patrick, you are you are our resident Chicago expert. You you are how far north of Chicago? You're very you're right there.
0: I am. About 30 miles north um i was born in chicago actually so yeah i'm i'm literally north suburbs of chicago um so and you know i'm i for what i do for a living i always go down in the city and stuff so I, I you know i know the area pretty pretty well i would say
1: so you've seen uh, some of the video, and there's not a ton released, but there is a video, and it's you kind of get the general idea, I guess, of where the street circuit is in Chicago. Have you? Is that familiar to you, uh, or is it you not been not been in that area quite enough?
0: Well, oh, I've been it's I've been there quite a bit. It's basically in the the heart of downtown, if you will, um, part of the street course. Um, just looking at the layout. Goes along Lakeshore Drive, which is basically one, it's a a road that basically literally runs on Lake Michigan right there. Um, And then you go around, uh, you get onto Michigan Avenue, and then you go around to Congress Parkway. I I know people would be like, what the hell is he talking about? (laughs) I know, I, I know about it, you don't, whatever.
1: That's right. You're and, the expert.
0: And then you drive past um one of the famous um tourist locations Buckingham Fountain, which is where the uh, start finish line is. Um I guess I from what I read is that they did this during the pandemic and they went out at like 12:30 at night in and scanned this with the cooperation with the city of Chicago. Um
1: yeah, it's, it's uh, interesting that there were no, no rumors or any kind of word out that they were scanning uh, in the past year. However, if you're a night shift worker in the city of Chicago and you see a bunch of guys with a thing that looks like a Google, street map, a Google Maps street view cam on a car or something being wheeled around with laptops, in the middle of the night i mean you're not going to know what the hell is going on with that you'll think it's something some kind of con- a road construction project or something uh, only i race so so what are the chances you have an iRacing, racing hardcore knowledgeable person that knows what they're looking at 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 two in the morning in the streets of downtown chicago uh, so so i guess i'm not too surprised that nothing came out about it but uh, it's an interesting thing that that it's it's a legit scan uh, and i really like the glimpses we get of all the high rises and things like that i mean uh, it's kind of what we got a taste of with the the new long beach circuit long beach oh you don't like long beach rob hi
3: it's not that i, I want to like it but no i don't and why is that i don't know But just it's just you hit the so, wall is that what happens it's not even so much as the walls it's the bumps <laughs> it's a bumpy ass course and it's just
1: did the bumps cause you to hit the wall <laughs> Fuck you! No, that's what you don't so like. i close to you, exactly. Are you claustrophobic? I mean, can you not? You can't uh, pin uh, or, or put the thread through the needle. Whatever the hell the saying is.
0: Oh,
3: I can. I can just race around in second gear the whole time. It's pretty safe.
0: <laughs> Pit limit around the whole time. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: just crawl around there. Uh, what what hurts my feelings, and, and we're getting let's not get off too far on a tangent, but what hurts my feelings about Long Beach? Speaking of city circuits Uh, in cityscapes and iRacing is the uh, hairpin right before the front straight Uh, because if you don't arc it just right you just basically hit the wall and you have to do a five-point turn and that's what i often have to do and it, it really does hurt my feelings
0: yeah um but the good thing about looking at least at the layout of the chicago street circuit is you're not gonna have that you're from what the layout is it's very basic if you yeah look. I was gonna
1: say that yeah a lot of straights a, a lot, lot of straight 90 degree corners and there's one kind of arcing corner
0: yep and that's uh, uh Congress Parkway right there that's okay
1: so that little semicircle type of mm-hmm. arcing arcing corner that kind of spices it up a little bit from uh, yeah. just being a bunch of right angles
0: yeah because that's Michigan Avenue then you go on to that little semicircle that's bucking or um, Congress Parkway and then back on the Michigan Avenue so but the thing that I thought about, and I think all three of us would kind of agree because we all live in colder climate areas and, mm-hmm. and you know, with the winter and then after the winter, after what the snow plows do and all that. Living in this area, usually the roads are kind of, there's a lot of potholes.
1: Yeah, I've noticed that since I moved to the uh, Great Lakes region. Yeah, <laughs> I, I damaged my personal car on one of those potholes, so I'm a little, little butt hurt over those.
0: Yeah, um, you know, and and, and not going too much into what I do for a living, but it's a very common thing. And how it, in the article I read was that they did this in hopes of possibly. Possibly, in the future, maybe actually holding a real life event there.
1: Well, that's the interesting thing. Is is this was released or shared by NASCAR's? This wasn't shared necessarily by iRacing's Facebook or social media, but not the official NASCAR one. Uh, and that so that kind of tells uh, a tale there of what NASCAR might have in mind.
0: And quite frankly, the. I, I don't see how it would be realistic because the roads would be absolute crap, unless you do it in the middle of August. And God, you don't want to be out in the middle of August downtown Chicago because you're going to be sweating your ass off. <laughs> there's
1: there's got to be hotter places in the United States. Though. Yeah, go sure. Chicago,
0: right? <laughs> no, I, there is. There are like, places. I did not
1: think you were going to go in that direction, Patrick. I, yeah. I, I'll tell no, you well, what, I'm, I'm I thought you were going to go in the homicide direction. So let's, let's, let's go ahead and get that out of the way, because I know people are probably thinking that, uh, Chicago gets a bad rap and I've never, I've been to Chicago O'Hare airport. So I can say I've been to Chicago, but I really haven't been to Chicago. That's, not. I've, I've looked down at it from a plane. Uh, so you're the Chicago guy. We've got, we've got a man on the ground. We've got you as a reporter. We're going to send you around this circuit in your personal vehicle. Uh, you're going to take the speeding ticket. Uh, it's for the show. You're gonna do it for the show, uh, and you and I want to know from somebody that's been around Chicago, uh, bet the bad rap, the violence, uh, the rap of getting killed and shot, and all the shootings. Uh, it all gets politicized. Uh, is Chicago? So let's say NASCAR goes there, and maybe an IndyCar NASCAR doubleheader. That's kind of the dream. Uh, and, and say I make a pilgrimage, and we and and we all go to this to the doubleheader. In two years' time, or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, do do we fear for our life going to this race?
0: I would say no, and the reason why is because it is in the most touristy area of Chicago. So there's a high police presence. There's police cameras everywhere. There's, and if they're going to have this part of the city basically shut down, like with all the roads, then it's going to be. Lockdown down tighter than Fort Knox, basically. Okay. Now, y- if you were going to come in for a race event and it was downtown in Chicago, you're going to be paying a pretty penny. It- it's not cheap by any Just, stretch of the y- imagination. Y-
1: you think to attend the race or to spend a weekend and, and see the sights or buy the food or-, or park or whatever?
0: To basically come if you're a fly in or drive in. Stay at a hotel. We're going to stay at your ha-
1: Patrick. We're going to stay at your house. We're not going to buy a hotel. Come on, now.
0: Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, I'll, I'll, we don't have enough vehicles for this whole MSR army for that. <laughs> but th- this is where I have the issue with it. Uh stay ha-
1: at your house or the or the event
0: with the event? In okay, and gotcha. Itself.
1: Got just got to clarify that. <laughs>
0: I have no issue with you guys coming to my house. Well, you probably wouldn't want to come to my house, but yeah, anyway. You
1: can stay at my house, but you can't go in the basement. No, well don't no. open that <laughs> lock- <laughs> Don't open that locked door. Uh, <laughs> don't ask questions. Uh, Just don't open it. Uh, Don't open the freezer. Open Patrick, why is the why is there a a freezer tub in your with a l- padlock on it in your basement?
0: For my collectible. Stuff. Pat- Patrick, uh, uh, uh. What, what's that
1: smell coming from your basement?
0: Oh my god! Oh, you uh, fuckers! I'm, I'm, okay, uh, that was too funny. As
1: you, <laughs> as you were, Patrick, what were you saying? Your your issue with the event?
0: My issue with the event is I don't see how it's feasible with the city of Chicago being as big and bustling as
1: it is. And you were going to say big and busty?
0: Big and busty? No. <laughs>
1: um, it's the second half of the show, folks. It gets a little
0: uh, we 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 off the rails. Yeah and they can figure it out. <laughs> the other issue I have is there's a speedway uh 35 miles southwest of downtown Chicago.
1: Chicago Land?
0: Chicago Land Speedway, yes. And they're not even going there this year for NASCAR or for IndyCar or anything. It's just sitting there and it's a relatively I think the track's maybe 20 years old.
1: I enjoy it in iRacing. I enjoy, I enjoy Chicago land.
0: Yeah. And I, it's, it's kind of out a little bit more in a rural suburban area, which I think is better for hosting a racetrack than a street circuit in the, one of the, the third biggest city in the United States, which also has to be, you know. It is a pretty deadly city, <laughs> depending on where you go. Okay,
3: so so coming back to that, uh, it's the third biggest what by landmass or by population?
0: Population.
1: No, it isn't. It, it's is pretty it? big. It look is. At, look at Google ma- Maps, Rob, and and take a look at it. It's pretty. I'm
0: fact checking this.
3: live. Pretty sizable. It. Uh, it I mean,
1: is, I think we. I think we agree that if you're NASCAR or, or anything, IndyCar, uh, come to that region. Come to Illinois at least. Uh, so your your qualm is. Uh, They've got a perfectly good speedway just south of the city. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why are we not using that? Why are we going to make a street circuit?
0: Right, and because I look at it from that aspect, and then also the cost of the infrastructure that it's going to take for to put this all together. You know, all the walls, the temporary grandstands, this, that, and the
1: other. Yeah,
0: and. I look, I look at it in just the government aspect of it, where the city of Chicago doesn't have any money. And now, now I know this is getting political and I'm not trying to be political, <laughs> but they don't have any, they don't have much money. They're in the red and they're going to invest it into this. I don't think they're going to get their return on it.
1: It's, I mean, you're going to have to drink baby. You got to spend money to make money. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. yeah it depends on the turnout and the buzz you can generate from it i, th- I feel like a street circuit uh it would be more beneficial for indycar i'm thinking like detroit uh long beach uh, toronto uh stuff like that uh nascar i mean if you're going to go to all that trouble are, are the nascar fans i don't know i don't have a good pulse of that are the nascar fans liking this increase in road racing uh with their cars i mean i enjoyed watching the Daytona road course stuff earlier this year, but I'm unique. I think all of us here, uh, probably a lot of people that listen to this enjoy road racing for its own sake. Uh, your, your everyday NASCAR fan probably might not. Uh, maybe this will turn them into that, but maybe not, you know, it depends on, uh, what they're open to. Um, so maybe you're better off. Like you say, let's not take Chicago land off the schedule. Um, not to say don't do the road circuit, but maybe double header with IMSA or Michelin Pilot type of series and uh, IndyCar or something like that. Um, put it put it to use. It's really cool. Uh, it, I mean, it's interesting that iRacing is giving these previews of all of this. It's just like the BMW GT3 uh, stuff like that. I and mean, when you get into fictional content, the delara IR01. That that maybe maybe we'll see that one day. I don't know what context we'd see it in, but who knows? Um, it, it is interesting how iRacing can be a springboard uh, for kind of proposed projects or designs. I mean, this is literally a, a real scan of these streets in Chicago.
0: Yeah. Um, but I, I was also reading what s- some people in the, just the iRacing community were thinking about this. And when they kind of saw the teaser about it and they said, why are you doing another fictional track? Why can't you go do an actual track that you don't have on the service, Like say a Monaco.
1: Monaco. Oh man. I mean, what work would that be? That's that is something. But
0: you know what I mean? That would be
1: big. I mean, if I'm iRacing and I can pull off Monaco with all of its fine detail and complexity, I imagine, um, charge, charge a little more for it. Charge 25 bucks for that, that track.
0: Right, but yeah. I'm just saying, you know, there's plenty of other tracks that they could go scan that are highly desirable on the iRacing service mm-hmm. that aren't there right now.
1: I will disagree with those those uh, doubters or, or criticisms. Uh, I get it, but I would disagree because it's what gets me what what gets me to buy into it is, is since it's really they've really scanned the streets of Chicago. Uh, I really do like that aspect of this is our chosen sim, or sim of choice is iRacing. racing there are t- there are others too, that you could choose from as we got into in the first half of the show in the interview um, but my particular one of choice is iRacing. racing uh, so i think it's r- the Delora one i've said it when that came out uh it's I, that that gets me into it i'm not i'm not turned off by by some of the fictional content uh, i'm i'm really interested in it because uh, as long as it's not too crazy and i don't even know what too, how to even describe too crazy I, I don't know uh, I mean for Christ's sake there was a delta a three-wheel delta wing type thing in real racing so uh, what's crazy um but if it stays within a certain realm uh in this Chicago street circuit stays into it the Dellara01 stayed into it in my opinion uh, then I'm in um, and I'm interested in it I mean' I've, I completely feel like speaking of like the BMW prototype the gt3. Uh, I feel like I've driven that more than anything since it came out. Uh, so I definitely don't shy away from any of this quote unquote fictional content.
3: Yeah, it's only fictional for now, and I'm really enjoying it. One thing I'll say about like stuff like Monaco and other tracks is that a lot of times those tracks themselves provide the laser scans. It's not even like iRacing has to go out and get them. Like, iRacing might have to in the case of something like a North Wilkesboro or something like something that's run down and not being used, like, where they just wouldn't have that. But, like, a track like Monaco would probably have that.
1: What do you mean by that?
3: The laser data.
1: Like, like already out there yet or, or what?
3: yeah like because not every not every game goes out and does laser scans right. themselves in a lot of cases the laser scan data is provided by the racetracks right okay. they so, have that so you're saying it themselves might themselves.
1: might already be done and they can buy it
3: yeah like or yeah i'm sure they like whether it's i don't know if it's licensing or they just buy it or they just give it out because it doesn't matter like i honestly don't know how it works that much but i know that a lot of the tracks have it for themselves so in a case like monaco well i don't know big case like monaco because it's a, like I said, it's not always a circuit right yeah let's ex- think ex- exactly yeah. it's only part it, time so
1: you don't want to inconvenience but. the wealthy folks of monaco
3: no <laughs> no no no
1: i don't want to get into where we have a bunch of cheap mods and that kind of thing i racing kind of no, feels. well you fun.
3: won't i would never do yeah. that yeah i racing would never put do out that. something
1: i mean it'd be a tech track i guess or something like that but if they're going to do monaco Dude, Monaco. Go all out. Get every detail. Uh, I want to be, be that, able, Yeah, yeah, I want to be able to crash into the water. I want to see the boats, the people on the boats.
0: I want to see Tom Brady out there throwing a football to Daniel Ricardo.
1: That's right. All out. 100%. Yeah. Uh, see for me like I
0: would
1: I would say I'd want like
3: the surface like on the track level i'd want the detail but i think there's a certain distance away and like around the peripherals that you could just completely cheap out on i know there's people who would probably go around in like the free camera and complain but
1: yeah i would be going fuck yeah i'd I'd be going around looking at every detail with a white glove i want i want everything i want the water to look real i want to be able to get out of my car and get into one of the boats and drive the boat away
3: so you want gta yes
1: i want gta i don't want i don't want minecraft i'll tell you that <laughs>
0: <laughs> well at chicago street circuit you can certainly hop into uh, someone's boat or someone else's car and carjack them
1: <laughs> there and, you go well, you're saying that, that this needs to be iRacing racing Theft auto chicago version
0: and uh, it, 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 I, i'm just fucking around i don't
1: well, know well
3: If you want to do it right. Patrick folded quickly there.
0: (laughs) I'm just saying that, you know, if you want to go GTA with iRacing, I mean, Chicago is the place to do it.
1: I guess so. So so I'm still worried about. uh, So what would you what would you recommend to us? Uh, We're visiting Chicago for the street circuit uh, for a doubleheader for a race there. Uh, How would you how would we go about it to not die? What would be your, your advice to not well, die? You're,
0: it's very, you're, you're not going to. There's simple. Yeah. That you're not, not going, going to, to, but there's simple. Things. So? I, I'm well certain of it. There are certain things you don't do, though. You don't go driving on the interstates after 12 a.m.
1: What? The interstates?
0: Yes. People get shot on the interstates in the city of Chicago.
1: That's a little messed up. I would think that you just blend in on the interstates. Tell me more about this.
0: So, um, I'm not, we talking
1: people, are we talking like Mad Max shooters out of cars on the interstate or just bullets are flying from neighborhood to neighborhood. And if you're driving on the interstate, it's just going to fly through your, your windows.
0: I'm talking like road rage on, you know, on a highway in Chicago. Um, actually, on Lakeshore Drive, which is part of the iRacing sh- street oh, circuit, Jesus. but further oh, south, God. much further south, um, a 19-month-old child got sh- shot in crossfire for uh, Jesus road rage.
1: How hard is it? I mean, road rage. I mean, speaking of sim racing, we all know road rage, don't we?
0: <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just. I'm just trying to say. You know. That's happened, and then also, you know, I work for the state in Illinois, and there's a lot of shootings that happen after midnight on the expressways around here.
1: Good God, Patrick. You're scaring me from coming to this event.
0: Well, here's I the thing. Him. If you go in. Rob, the- Rob lives
1: Rob lives in an island in Canada. It's, it's like uh, the Shire up there. He's not going to come to <laughs> Chicago now.
0: Yeah, no, no. Uh,
3: not people can't just control their metal penises.
0: <laughs> what the fuck?
3: Hey, we're we're America, Rob. <laughs> hey, man, that's all guns are. I get it. I totally get it. They're metal penises. Oh <laughs> Jesus! I've Lord. had them. Sorry, we don't own them up <laughs> here too.
1: You guys just love each other. <laughs>
3: Yeah, we just like we just we just get them and then either our licensing expires or we forget where we put them because we just yeah, don't. You leave them. your doors
1: unlocked and you <laughs> know. Yeah, we got but, Pat, oh yeah, and and, and, and it sounds like we doors. have Patrick up there uh, having a panic attack when he's driving home at twelve or one a.m.
0: No, that, I, that's because I don't go down into the. I'm not driving down into the city and coming back at you know past midnight. You know, no, thank you.
1: No, so you're saying if, if it's a night, if they put lights up like the Singapore Grand Prix, uh, and it's a night race in the streets of Chicago, that's a no go.
0: Um, I don't think they could even do that to begin with, to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I don't
1: think that's realistic, but hypothetically, I, I, if, if that happens, you need a helmet and a body, indulge us. I, you're taking this too far.
0: No, I, you're not going to need body armor because they're going to have. Just at a least shame. a a big blocked off area around where that proposed track is. Okay. That basically all the roads are shut off and it's only going to be foot traffic. And they're going to have cops so far up your ass, they're going to be coming out of your mouth telling you how your insides are looking.
1: <laughs> but then on the drive home. It's okay, so I'm not going this the, so way. On, but no, the, at the race you're fine, but on the drive home is when you're in trouble is what I'm hearing. Well, the in interstate. Life,
0: and if you, if you're, if you're driving further away out of the city, yes. And also you're going to be paying a shitload of money for parking yeah. downtown in Chicago. You're going to be paying anywhere from 50 to hundred bucks for the day.
1: Yeah. And the Ubers aren't going to be cheap either. I
0: Oh, hell not. no. Hell no. But if you get a hotel downtown, oh, yes, it's going to be expensive. It's going to put you back 200, 300 a night, whatever. But you can literally walk from where this street circuit would be. You can walk a couple blocks. You can find a Giordano's pizza, get a deep dish pizza. You get really fat. And then you could just waddle your way up to your hotel room and then pass the fuck out.
1: That sounds like the way to do it. So, Patrick, your house is out.
0: My house is out. I'm just saying, maybe if you spend a little bit of money, it's not that bad.
1: I I like the idea of walking to the hotel from the event to the event.
0: Oh, and there's plenty of bars and stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, That's
0: if COVID ever goes away. Some of the
1: Chicago drinks, whatever they, what are they? Goose Island. Goose
0: Island. All I got. Yeah. That's mainly the being the main one. And then just get so drunk. You get alcohol poisoning, a a,
1: a deep dish pizza. That's something that would, that's definitely a must.
0: Oh yeah. That's a must.
1: Uh, I mean, it's uh, we we go through all these hypotheticals because it sure seems like this is something that somebody's interested in, uh, from the virtual to the real. Um, I don't see how. I mean, what are they going to evaluate the sim races and say, "Oh, it's not not competitive enough." I guess we're not going to do this. If Chicago Chicago seems on board for it, right?
0: Right, and they had a statement from the the mayor of uh, Chicago where she said she was excited about this partnership to do this for iRacing and the. NASCAR community as a whole. So, um, and then the Chicago—I uh, forget what the—it's like a Chicago Sports um, Authority or something. Uh, they talked about it and they said, you know, this this sounds like something very interesting to look forward to in the future. Um, the Mayor of Chicago, Mary Light Lori Lightfoot, said, "On behalf of the City of Chicago, I'm thrilled to work with NASCAR and iRacing." showcase our great city to NASCAR fans who will be watching this cutting edge event from around the country through this exciting and innovative exhibition. Fans will be able to see and experience Chicago's iconic downtown in a way that has never been done
1: before. I'm interested to see how detailed some of the scanning or some of the scenery is. I know we've already gotten into that to a degree, but, uh, like how on Lama you can see the KFC, you know what I'm saying?
0: Oh yeah, that uh, what that little
1: past Arnage, yeah, I believe it is. Mm. What do there's the KFC? a KFC, Rob? You what? need to visit it next time you're at Lama. Yeah, at, right as you go through Arnage. Oh, buddy, do I ever? The hell is this straight? Don't get me started on Lama again. We talked about oh, it man. last week, and and uh, speaking of iRacing's priorities, it's like chop chop. Why, why, if let's not license Monaco, let's license Lamont again, make sure that, make sure we've got that. Let's yeah. not get into that again. And we're going to get all upset.
0: Oh, that you're going to get me in my
1: box. Yeah. We're having a lighthearted talk about the, the beautiful city of Chicago. Uh, I, I think we're going to be there. I, I don't see how we don't take into the apex on the road. If there's a real life doubleheader or event there, Patrick, because you're, you are our home base in the area. You are our tour guide as you've just demonstrated.
0: I, I mean, personally, this is just me. I would be more inclined to go up the road to America, which is about three hours north of Chicago.
1: So so do you think, I would, this is what I always worry about when I go to a city I've never been to. I've been to Atlanta before. I was a little, uh, had my head on a swivel, so to speak. Uh, I would love to be able to defer to somebody that knows the place and knows when when trouble's afoot. Uh, if if we join, if you let us, if you let a, a group of Into the Apexers uh, down the streets of Chicago, uh, do you think that you could get hurt us all safely to and from place to place? Yes. Without any of us getting wounded?
0: Good Lord. Yes.
1: I mean, this is serious business, Patrick.
0: I'm being serious. Yes. If we all stay together, buddy system. <laughs> What if count-
1: we lose what if we lose Rob, Patrick? Well, do we do I, I if think we it's a guarantee
0: Rob? we would lose Rob, you know.
3: I'm resilient. I'm resilient. Believe, what Don't is worry. the what are the movies? I'd the hangover?
1: It. What if what if the hangover happens to us, Patrick? Uh what then? Yeah.
0: Well, we I we would make sure before we leave anywhere we count heads, we do roll call, <laughs> and we walk single file, and we go to wherever our next destination is.
1: So you say, so we we go single file, we march, you would say.
0: I wouldn't go marching, but uh, whatever. Whatever you want to call.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
3: Would you have to carry a piece?
0: Uh, No, Chicago's got real strict gun laws, surprisingly. (laughs) they do. But, you know, anybody's got a gun here, obviously, because there's shootings everywhere.
1: Yeah, well, I've got some golf clubs in my trunk, just in case.
0: I got a Swiss Army knife. (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) It, gonna doesn't screw, do me, you, it doesn't do me. you gonna, do shit for me. Are you going to screw drive somebody to death?
0: No, but I'll I'll open the the long knife portion of it and throw it at somebody.
1: <laughs> just hold, just hold on, sir. I need to find the correct part of my Swiss Army knife.
0: Let me open the it's right of right, uh, the twenty one pieces, the right twenty one, <laughs> <the> right
1: pieces. <laughs> oh shit, sir! That is the Phillips head. Just hold on, hold on. Put the gun down. I have to find the knife. Ah, oh, that's the corkscrew. <laughs> that won't do any good. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's, I mean, if I didn't live in the city of Chicago or around the city of Chicago, I wouldn't want to go see a street race at, in Chicago.
1: You So you're saying if you were me, you wouldn't travel there.
0: Well, I wouldn't travel there because one, it's, it's an unproven, it's an unproven, just the racing in general. You don't know what the hell you're going to get.
1: Well, that's what iRacing's doing. That's iRacing's gonna tell us because iRacing is hundred percent real, right? Right. Right. You're that iRacing? <laughs> um, so we'll at least have a taste of it.
0: I rather go to Road America. That's all I'm saying.
1: That's I, yeah, that's that's the theme I'm getting from you.
0: I've so, been to Road America before. I would gladly go to Road America again. Well, let's go to Road America. It's in the middle of nowhere, you know. You can get a lot of cheese in Wisconsin. What state? Pennsylvania. Wisconsin,
1: Rob. What the hell? Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> that's nowhere close <laughs>
0: no to
3: where
1: idea. Patrick is.
0: <laughs> that's closer to the,
3: That's know. closer to
1: Tyler than me. Yeah, it is. I'm I'm 2 hours from Pittsburgh. Okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> there's Still nothing there. going on there. There's Pocono.
0: Yeah, there's Pocono, which God, is hate, way up by New York. I hate
1: Pocono. I hate Pocono no matter what car I'm in and I in in the Sim. No, no, Rob, not not Pennsylvania.
0: I'd go so to Mid Ohio. Con-
1: Mid Ohio is very close to me, and I might go there. Can I take a guess where that go is?
0: What's here, it Rob? Huh? <laughs> no, where, is it Rob? Guess. Okay.
1: Where's, where is Mid Ohio, Rob?
0: Ooh,
3: somewheres in the the Rust Belt. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, almost, it's almost it's <laughs> almost as if it's in the middle of a certain place. <laughs> yeah i don't know <laughs> uh, where is i racing super speedway
0: massachusetts
1: yeah i think that's right kentucky kentucky
0: oh, lord. <laughs> we need we need a culture rob a little bit
1: yeah you need rob Le-
3: i just haven't been to believe me i used to know my united states geography pretty well, well so long you're gonna, since we're, we're gonna there. bring
1: you down here rob you've got so many different places that you can go
0: Oh, man, I'm going to be traveling.
3: Yep. Some some of those shooters. places are
1: safe places, and some of them are not.
0: January 2022. Pilgrimage.
1: January 2022 into the apex. We'll travel to the 24 hours of Daytona. Mark that. We've already said it. Uh, we're going to. I was actually. And then after we're, that, we're already we'll scouting. And, and let me go ahead and pull that up. I'm going to tell you guys. We're going to move on from Chicago here. I think we've given Chicago its due diligence. Uh, Patrick, you've done a wonderful job of uh, of uh, preventing people from buying tickets to these events and killing the Chicago economy. So, it's a good uh, job, Patrick. You've the done Chicago well for, economy
0: is already pretty killed.
1: <laughs> you've done well for your native land, Patrick. You really, you've really sold it. Yeah, you really. Have.
0: As a native Chicago, and I, I do what I can.
1: Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, I hope Chicago listens to this. Sure,
3: the Department of Tourism will be calling there for a
0: job. <laughs> They're calling uh, me for a job. I'd probably do a better job. So, <laughs> uh,
1: yes, January 2022, Daytona 24, into the Apex. We'll travel there. That's a given. Uh, we have a lot of people coming in for this event. We got folks from Canada, maybe from England uh, joining us for this. So, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a big party, basically. Uh, so, I was, I've already been scouting places. Uh, we've got uh, so around the speedway, uh, Google Maps is my go-to. Uh, so around the speedway, you've got some different hotels: the Residence Inn, the Hampton Inn, uh, things like that. Uh, I've been scouting those walking distance hotels from the the circuit, um, and I've gone back and forth between uh, hotel conference rooms for the podcast, which would be really closed off, uh, or special rooms. Uh, like party rooms or something that you can reserve at sports bars, which is more more appealing to me because people can meet us there and, and join us. Uh, so there's a place called, I've looked at a place, it's kind of outside of Turn 3 and 4, uh, right across Midway Avenue there at Daytona Beach. Uh, it's called Hooligans. looks like a really cool sports bar. It's got a really cool outdoors section. It's an Irish-themed sports bar, uh, but it looks pretty sizable. Uh, it looks like it might have maybe some space for us to hook up a bunch of microphones and equipment uh, that we would have. Uh, and then the other place that's got my eye uh, is Bahama. It's called Bahama breeze. It's kind of, if you track out of right at turn four exit of Daytona speedway, uh, right across Western international speedway Boulevard, uh, it's right next to olive garden. So if you don't, if you don't dig uh, Bahama breeze, you can go to olive garden and eat some shitty breadsticks. Those uh, are not shitty breadsticks. Take that uh, statement back. Olive Garden's microwaved food. It's no good. Take uh,
0: that back.
1: So so for a, for a less Irish pub, kind of cliche Irish pub theme, Bahama Breeze is obviously that beach, Florida theme. Uh, if you look at pictures of it, it looks pretty cool as well. Uh, it's called Bahama Breeze Island Grill. And I think if we did some recording or meeting up there, uh, we would drink a lot of juicy alcohol drinks. Is what I'm go- based on the pictures that I see. That would be the theme of the day or of the evening. Um, and uh, I anticipate we'd do some recording the night before the race. So what would it be, Friday night? Uh, and uh, and then there's an outdoor and an indoor right around the circuit, uh, karting track. So obviously we'd do that. We do some indoor or outdoor karting, uh, some racing. A competition amongst each other uh so really everything that we would want or need is right around daytona um so i'm really pumped for that we're going to get an itinerary together and and uh, share it with everybody so anybody that goes to daytona that listens or might want to plan the trip with us uh we're going to have an itinerary and uh you'll have a crew that you can uh, stick with absolutely so just some of the stuff I'm already thinking about. Uh, we've got plenty of time to go, but it's never too early to get a plan in place.
0: Just gotta hope for the uh travel restrictions to be loosened and uh hope for all the best, and we'll, we'll have a good ass time.
1: Surely they'll be restri- they'll be lifted by then. I would hope we need well, got to get be. we've got two Canadians at least. We've got Rob and in the whole right part of Canada and we've got Doug who joined us a couple of weeks ago in Vancouver. Yeah. Already locked into coming. Yeah, the exact far east and far west. That's right. Rob Rob, if if they somehow don't because I know that I know your Toronto Blue Jays are playing baseball in Florida still. And I don't even know what your Toronto Raptors are doing. What are they doing? Okay. So so your Toronto sports teams are down here trapped so yeah I, I, it seems border crossing is not quite uh smooth uh if god forbid in january 2022 surely not uh i feel like your teams are going to be back home in toronto this season uh, but if for some reason then we'll go full hands handmaid's tale and uh i'll be at the border and and have my car parked and you can just track through the woods and uh, with with dogs and flashlights and and so on, helicopters zooming down on you, and uh, I'll toss you in the trunk, and and we'll get you in the United States, whatever it takes.
3: Yeah, I'll just fucking, you know, I'll just fly in and <laughs> never leave. Like every other <laughs> wow. does.
1: they're not watching the northern border anyway, Rob. That, no that, big
3: deal. That's how they do it. That's that's the thing. That's the whole point. That's how everyone goes everywhere. You know I me, mean, my brother. You're not my brother. Well, I guess no, my brother did do it. He went down there as like a teenager. Went to North Carolina and he just yeah. stayed there for a while. He eventually came home.
1: <laughs> he paid he taxes. Worked. Good, he worked. <laughs> he was an illegal immigrant. He's still here. That's okay, gonna turn him in. No. Um <laughs> what
3: the- well, I know yeah. people did the same thing in Europe. Like just just go over there and just stay for a long yeah. ass yeah. time. I mean if the in. car
1: thing and the woods and the dogs don't if that doesn't work out. Uh, you're on an island. You're at the Atlantic coast. Uh, so you, what you do is you get a a little raft, or, or I I more see you in a paddle boat. Yeah. Uh, so you you paddle boat your way down to uh, Maine, and I'll be waiting there in in my car, and uh, we'll scoop you up and uh, pull the paddle boat ashore and put some some brush over it, and yeah, that we'll get you there. That's January. true. Yeah, we'll we'll get you there. We'll we'll get you here. Just go ahead and book book it. I want to see There's you no paddling question.
0: away, middle of January.
1: Yeah, little Canada. flamingo, little flamingo paddle boat. Just Rob. Nobody on the right side paddling with. Yeah, him, I gotta... So that's gonna, you're gonna be quite winded, but you'll get here. It'll happen. Oh. I look forward to <laughs> it. It's gonna to be us. a
0: cardio machine,
3: and it's all right. Taste
1: it now. He'll get in these yeah. go karts at Daytona, and uh, he'll be quite light.
3: Oh man, I love, Last time I was in Florida, I went oh, go get, karting get twice. And it. it was so fun.
1: The end of the Apex Go Kart Challenge.
3: I think you should just get an Airbnb though that house like twenty four people. I think
0: that's probably the I, best.
1: I'm picturing. I mean, I guess we'll have cars, but I'm picturing wanting to walk from a hotel. But um, you can always get an Uber X, or or sleep in, in a uh, oh yeah, sleeping bag at Daytona. Well, no. We're going to have the mobile command center. Uh, Bruce Perry is going and to have I, the mobile into the Apex command center, a large RV, oh yeah. modern day RV. There you go. So, uh, so yeah, sign up for that.
3: I'm <laughs> oh, there. I already got a flight. There go. Go. I got a flight. See, see we're not going to do any of that
1: in Chicago, are we, Patrick?
0: Hell no.
1: We're going to be fighting for our lives. You set up an RV in, in downtown Chicago.
0: You're not going to let an RV down there? <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? They would think you're smoking crack.
1: <laughs> Just wheel that thing up there. Hey, guys, where can I park my RV?
0: I don't even see I'm putting a NASCAR trailer down there. A fucking RV camping out? Are you? You got to be on crack. Come uh. on. Yeah. Not what, not downtown Chicago. Hell no. What do you have They're Downtown Chicago, they have like
1: downtown no Chicago. No, downtown you have to Chicago. go
0: outskirts of Chicago. You have to go to the far south side or far north side, or you have to go out to the west side. Downtown Chicago is like a real upscale. I assume be
1: WalMarts everywhere. Uh, well, well, I hear first you're going to get killed. I, I hear that that let's see. Like I hear that kids upscale. are getting shot, and then I hear it's upscale. Which one is it?
0: Well, I'm saying, like, parts of Michigan Avenue, they have, like, uh, the high-end clothing stores, like, uh, they have, like, the Nike shoe factories, or Nike store, uh, Apple store, there's...
1: I thought you were going to say Louis Vuitton. (laughs) There is a Louis
0: Vuitton, and then there's a coach, and then there's, you know, all that shit. I I don't know. I don't go fucking shopping. You're asking the wrong person,
1: for fuck's sake. You don't go out... And carry a bunch of bags around and, and no, fancy, and Rodeo Drive in Chicago.
0: No, no, I don't. I don't get myself a Louis Vuitton, you know, fanny pack and fucking. I'm not going to judge Waltz you around, whatever, whatever you do. Hey, uh, different strokes, different folks.
1: If you want to treat yourself, buddy. <laughs> oh, geez.
0: For fuck's sake.
1: Uh, so, Chicago folks, uh, this has been brought to you by the Chicago Tourism Board. <laughs> Get your tickets now to Chicago. (laughs) Patrick Stein says it's a good idea.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I can just see the advertisements for this now. Please come down if you don't get shot. The cops (laughs) will finger you, the
1: cops will be, will be, will know your insides. The cops (laughs) will be everywhere. It's safe to come to the race, (laughs) but just don't drive home on the interstate.
0: Well, I'm not even gonna say what I was about to say. It's never mind.
1: Yeah, never mind. (laughs) Never.
0: No, I I was about to say it's something about cops shooting people.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's not. Oh, Jesus.
0: Yeah, that that, I'm not Uh, down there. Oh well,
1: well, we've got some trips in store. There's no doubt about that. Uh, Some places we're going to go in cold, and some places we'll have tour guides like uh, like old Patrick here. Uh, I don't think we'll ever go to a race where Rob is. Rob's in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Maybe Toronto. Rob can show us around Toronto one day montreal yeah
2: there montreal
1: circuit. circuit Gilles Villeneuve. that's F one will be in montreal you, you'll show us around circuit rob gregoire i'm
3: a gregoire with my last name you're gonna want to be you're you're just, i'm, french the, for I'm your man and and go back
1: okay then you're
3: no i won't but because if i try they get they just the, the look they get at me being like you have our last name and like you can't are, are you
1: it, so you're a you french descent to, or, like, or french canadian descent but you're not French at all. Yes. You sure don't sound it.
3: Not at all. My girlfriend yeah, well, we'll can speak way more French than I can. Oh yeah, she's <laughs> a necessity when I go to Montreal usually.
1: Oh boy. Uh, well, if you if you live at a circuit, uh, that or a major racing city, let us know because you might be our tour guide. Uh, into the apex.com. Uh, join the reddit uh, r forward slash into the apex we're on reddit it's uh, still building up but uh, with everybody's help it'll become something interesting and it'll be a place to get some feedback and discussion because we we do want that uh so yeah into the apex.com it's got the f1 fantasy league Uh, it's got show notes we'll have notes for the interview this uh first part of the show uh, and uh, more info from that um So with that, we'll wrap it up, and uh, this has been episode 29. Next week at 30, uh, we're going to start talking about Nürburgring. Nürburgring is around the bend for the iRacing community, Uh, and it's uh, really got me a little bit scared, maybe more scared than I was for Bathurst. Uh, We'll get into that in a little more detail uh, next time. This has been Into the Apex.
0: You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.